Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Here How we are. are. I think that we're, uh, this is uh, getting toward the end of October when this will be uh, Yeah, aired. I believe the 30, I think today is the 31st when this is aired. Uh-oh, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say happy Halloween because I'm not a fan of Halloween, but nah. happy fall. I love fall. <laughs> happy fall day. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> fall is magnificent. Um, I think you see my new studio, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is uh, temporary studio. Temporary right? <laughs> studio. Yeah, Linda and I are up in uh, Beaver Creek, Colorado, mm-hmm. in the mountains in the fall time. Um, it's uh, a little bit unique this year, and I think it's a privilege uh, just for Linda and I. Typically, in the mountains, uh, around the very last of September, first of uh, October, uh, there's usually a big storm, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of the finality Something of the wipes it out, <laughs> wipes it out, and because they all blow off the trees. But this year, that we haven't had that yet, uh, so mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, you know, well into October, and um, there's still really nice color everywhere. Nice. So uh, we're seeing it. So uh, Linda and I came up, you know, after the uh, passing of our daughter that went went to see Jesus uh, uh, in uh, September. Uh, we're now uh, up here uh, just, to, just to grieve through it and process through it and, and uh, be here. So we're in Beaver Creek, and uh, there's one of our leaders— uh, Heath and Rebecca Cardi uh, have a beautiful condo in uh, Beaver Creek area. They're they're actually in a place called Arrowhead, which is uh, part of Beaver Creek. Uh, in the wintertime, uh, they could actually walk out their door and get on the chairlift. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, I got I to gotta try to see if I could use it during the winter sometime. Although <laughs> I, think, I think it gets pretty booked up. But, uh, I bet. Uh, but they uh, graciously, uh, this is every year, they give us this opportunity to be up. And now with, with uh, what happened with Michelle that, uh, you know, we said, could we have an extended time up here? And they said, yeah, sure. And so mm, uh, Linda, and I, Linda and I are up here uh, in Beaver Creek. Um, and uh, being able to drive around, see the thing, just just uh, have time to process and talk and share and mm-hmm. understand, you know, the the grieve and, and it, to it, grieve, yeah, yeah, yeah. It hit you. It hit, hit me the kind of this morning uh, in a couple of different ways. Of uh, you just you get flashes of of mm. her life that now is no is no longer, you know, and it's that's right. that's what the grief is all about. Is that there's a it's it's a little bit, you, you always have a sense of, oh, she's just on a trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, she's not, you know, she's not here. Right, and, and, right. Uh, so that's, that's, a, that's a hard piece of it. But uh, we're working through it. And our family, our family's been there for us. And lots and lots of people, including you and Dan, and yeah. uh, have supported us. Uh, uh, and again, there's, 
it's not denying the grief. It's just reminded of the uh, the beauty of life eternal, mm-hmm. and that she's in a grand place, and that uh, yes, we're going to go through this loss, and and we're just here for you. Uh, right. Uh, there's not much to say. It's other than uh, we're we're here for you, and we. Uh, you know they love us and right and we have and just supporting through prayer yeah 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 community more and more and more um and it was really reinforced during the you know the funeral and the celebration that um you know what a privilege Mm -hmm. to have people who have a heart uh for god and know the truth about god and and the and the eternal perspective of it that can just stand with you and just that fellowship is a strength mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that really helps us. So we're, we're enjoying uh, being in Beaver Creek. And, you know, it's a real uh, beautiful place up here. And this year particularly, instead of there being no color, there's still lots of color. There's still color. That's great. So, uh, That's great. And, the weather, and the weather is really good. But, uh, you know, we've been talking about prayer. And um, it's, hard, it's hard to help people shift from what they typically have been taught. Um, and interesting enough, you know, obviously prayer is something that the way you learn it fundamentally mm-hmm. is is uh, by observation. Uh, mm. So that, you know, as you're growing up uh, or you become a believer, even an adult, uh, and, mm-hmm. and let's say you, you haven't prayed at all because you didn't know who to pray to, or you, you didn't even right. think about praying, you become a believer, um, and you join a church or you join a small group, um, and you learn what you learn about prayer is really <laughs> how do other people pray? What do you see? What you see other people doing? Yeah, uh, and usually what other people do uh, is, um, well, let's what's what what would you like me to pray for? What what do you want us to pray mm-hmm. for? Well. I've got a business problem. I'd like you to pray for that. Okay, Father, would you fix this business problem? Um, and they need this, or they need a, a this to happen. Would you take care of it? And you, you bow your head, you pray, talk to God, you say something to God. Mm-hmm. And then, interesting enough, you say, in the name of Christ, amen. Right. And you get up and leave. <laughs> right. Um, it's not a dialogue. Typically. And so, and so then it's, well, I guess that was prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll have to uh, understand it. And um, uh, so then I practice that of uh, basically it's get your prayer list mm-hmm. and speak it to God, you know, try to do that every day if you can. Um and if you don't, you know, keep remembering it. And then in a group, you know, do it uh, so that. Um, but but see, prayer, and this is this is what uh, I believe that we're so convicted about, and so wanting people to understand it. And I and I've understood it because I didn't know I didn't know this either until I mm-hmm. until he taught me this uh, was. Um, and that's why that verse in John sixteen is so critical. Is well, up till now, you've never had to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? Well, because you had I've been right you, there with you. you had yeah. me. And, <laughs> and so what he's trying to say to us is life in the spirit, life with him is, and he said, keep picturing 
the the years I had with my disciples mm-hmm. is we were together all the time. Mm-hmm. We talked all the time. We dialogued all the time. Uh, we had we had questions all the time. I can Jesus said I could make statements that they'd have to react to, and sometimes, by the way, they didn't really react much. Uh, right. And he said, okay. Uh, if you're not ready for that, you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Uh, or he'd make a very hard statement. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of which, like, and we've talked about this before, that uh, in his first years of ministry, um, he had the 12. He already had, you know, invited the 12. But because of his supernatural, miraculous work, which he was doing every day. Right. That pe- group was growing people, immensely. People got excited about that. Uh, and by the way, it's a natural excitement, um, and uh, and partly partly why our ministry has grown so much is because people have experienced that that supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a theology. It's not a hypothetical. It's not you know. Well, when you get to heaven, you'll experience it. It's it's the uh, here and now, walking you, with him. You can experience this. People do experience it. Mm-hmm. And people say, "I'd like to know that," and they and they join and they say, "Help teach me that." I'd like to experience mm-hmm. that. Yeah, sure. So um, we do that in our retreats. We do that in material. Uh, but there were probably several hundred people, literally walking around with Jesus, uh, because of the supernatural. Right. Um, and hey, I'd like to do that, and I, I'm excited about that, and I get to be part of that. And um, and then he and then this is in John chapter six. He makes a he makes a statement. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, you got to eat my body and drink my blood. <laughs> um, and um, he had said that I'm the bread of life. Mm-hmm. You got to eat my body and drink my blood. And uh, basically at that moment, uh, everybody said, uh-oh. I'm running for the hills. This guy's nuts. This guy, this guy <laughs> is a cult. He's led us down a false path. Mm-hmm to something that we know, you know, and again, they're all, they're, these are Jewish people. So they're saying, right, right. no, I can't do that. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he just said doesn't make any sense at all. And he said, and they all departed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now, the, the question there is that Jesus made a statement. They were in dialogue with him. Right. Um, they're talking to him. He's explaining stuff to them. They're already understanding that element of it, but they decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did Jesus do? He, he said, let them leave. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because dialogue, see, is being together, pursuing truth further. Right. Uh, the mistake they made was, um, now wait a minute. You said, you said what? Yeah, they could have uh, asked for clarification and dialogue to let him work that out with them. Could you help me understand that further? What mm-hmm. are you talking about? And um, why would you make such a strange statement? And that doesn't make sense to us. We would like to process that further. And, and see, that would be prayer. That mm-hmm. would be dialogue. Okay, let me help you with that. It's okay that you struggle. Right. I can imagine why. Yeah, I, I got it. And interesting enough, see, I think Jesus, uh, I think purposely sometimes, 
he kind of just whacks you with this stuff. Because <laughs> he didn't say, hey, I got something to share with you. I know you're going to have a hard time with this. Uh, don't, mm-hmm. don't walk away from me. Let me say something, and then I'll explain it to you. He didn't do that. He just, right. made, he just made this pretty, pretty harsh statement. And, and then let people respond accordingly. Okay, now now think about what is he waiting for for us us to respond with? With when a question. He, with really, a question. When, See, you know, okay. dialoguing. Okay, uh, make that make sense to me. Because he's I'm in, not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm in in relationship with you. I, I even though I don't understand it, I know that you'll have a heart to share with me and get me to mm-hmm. the point of what is it you're trying to say to me? Because you just made. You just said something. You just made a statement that is really a little bit uh, unusual for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so he turns to his disciples, 12. How about you boys? Uh, you want to go? Uh, and they say, Peter says on their behalf, uh, well, we have no idea what you just said either. <laughs> but, but where else will we go? You've but, got life and truth. Yeah, we've already <laughs> chosen to be with you. We mm-hmm. have the privilege, uh, and, and remember in the context we're talking about, we have the privilege of praying, dialoguing, because mm-hmm. remember, they wouldn't look at it as I pray to something. It's rather that I dialogue with. Right. Um, I'm dialoguing with you. Uh, eventually, you're going to let us know what this means mm-hmm. uh, because you have the words of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jesus defined eternal life in John seventeen three, uh, to know, experience, participate, have intimacy with the Father and with the Son, is through that intimacy, mm-hmm. the words that you're going to ex- speak to us through our dialoguing, will help us understand how to experience you, mm-hmm. and we're will- and we want to do that. We're we're there. We we don't understand it either. Uh, so uh, prayer is relationship and it's dialogue and God wants to shift to not think of he says I I need you to take the thought of developing a prayer list off the table Mm -hmm. Uh, now by the way uh, you have what Linda and I have is what we call a a a clutter list a unresolved issues list yeah things that we do need his wisdom and insight on yeah, yeah there's there's things that we need wisdom for it. There's things that we need him to speak to. We, we have mm-hmm. things, and they're personal. Right. So he said, I don't, I'm not talking about, you know, generic theological prayer. It's stuff of your life. You know, mm-hmm. sure, you can make a list of that, but don't take that list. Go to your quiet time. God, would you, would you, would you? I'll see you tomorrow. Right. He, yeah. said, he said, no, let's, let's process life together all the time because prayer is this dialogue which means you're going to ask me questions i'm going to ask you questions we're going to talk we're going to dialogue i'm going to speak i'm going to interrupt uh prayer is this beautiful thing so yeah and again even as you describe that i'm reminded of you know that picture of sometimes us viewing prayer as transactional Right. And, and any good relationship is not only transactional. You know, if Dan and I were only transactional in terms of getting things done, there would be nothing of value and joy in that relationship. It would just be a partnership getting things done. You know, uh, when I first, um, was an executive, uh, in uh, Corning, uh, New York, Corning Glassworks, uh, 
I was a young, very young, in my early 20s, uh, had my MBA, already was out in work, uh, a young executive, and I worked for a guy. Uh, he was terrific, you know, and he taught me a lot. Uh, but <laughs> um, because he was so intense mm-hmm. on business that every, <laughs> every day he wrote a memo to his wife. I mm-hmm. want you to do this, 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 oh, this, no. and this, you know. Um, and it's like, man, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to work too well, you know. And uh, and I actually, one time I had a chance where we were at, a, I think we were at a social event. And I said, what do you what do you think of these memos that you get every day? She says, I just, I ignore them. She says, <laughs> she said, no, that's that's not relationship. Um, mm. you know, no, uh, I'm not doing that stuff. You know, I, uh, because it's, it's like you said, it was transactional. Right. And transaction doesn't build, uh, even the ability to process anything together. It's just, right. it's just either I do it or I don't, but I don't have any relationship. So God's intimacy is, he says, actually, and I think, see, I think even going back to that story about when he made that statement. Uh, particularly with his disciples, I think he gets excited about kind of shocking us a little bit mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'd like to say something kind of new to you. And I hope I hope it it generates some some interest right. and response like what what is this? Um, he said, great. That's fantastic. I lo- now I love you discovering the truth of that. Right. So the fun thing about what you're talking about, though, and it is a it's a paradigm shift when we're used to praying another way. Um, but what you're talking about is the difference between God making a bold statement like that, and you think you hear it and you write it down. And you're like, oh, I don't know what that is. That's scary to me. I'm moving on. And when you walk with him and you learn to really pray and process when intimacy and relationship with him like this, then you get one of those bold statements, which we've all had in our abiding time with God. You know, he just will dump something out there that shocks you. And all of a sudden your response is, oh, this is exciting. I don't know what this means, but I know adventure is ahead and he's about to just lay it all out. And so then you get excited to engage the conversation. Yeah, because you know that it's going to be a process and a journey that he takes you on, that you'll know him better at the end that, and that he has this amazing some goodness for you. Yeah, you know that may lead to repentance, may lead to something new. He's opening up all kinds of different things. You can't predict what that will be. Yeah, but it's an invitation. Yeah, and by the way, and we'll talk about this as we get into it. But one of the roles of the Holy Spirit uh, through the life of Christ is uh, to tell you of things to come. Mm-hmm. And um, those usually, by the way, are a little bit, you know, as we're describing it, it's a little bit shocking and it's a little bit surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, hey, by the way, there's something that I'm going to do or something that I'm going to lead you into mm-hmm. that's different than what you thought. And you need to start paying attention to it. Um and and we'll talk more about that about how that how that's the beauty of it. But you know when you first hear it, uh, like and and I'll describe this later. But uh, when Linda and I were just starting this ministry, mm-hmm. and we were probably in our you know, probably our fifth year uh, where we had started doing retreats, just Linda and I, um, and it was and it was just Linda and I. And he says, "Get ready." 
uh, it's going to really explode and I need you to build a new retreat home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know how that's going to work or when that's supposed to happen or what should I do. Um, and because I already had learned prayer, um, I typically would have gone and said, okay, great, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get a realtor. I'll go find a piece of property. I'll, I'll, you know, and he said, he said, no, I just told you to pay attention. Right. I'll deliver it to you. Uh, and I'll share more about that. You don't story. need to chase it. Yeah. Uh, um, it's just now, uh, I'm going to take you down this path that is going to be very exciting to you. And the excitement is going to be a mutual excitement is, I'm going to be excited to deliver it to you and you'll be excited to d- discover it. And we'll do that through our dialogue of prayer day by day by day. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm kind of shocking you with a new thought, but it'll be great adventure. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we- and we'll talk more about that. So uh, as we talk about prayer, interesting enough, the uh, and this is um, – a cool statement. This is in Luke 11. Um, so, you know, it's probably midway through the uh, three years. And uh, the disciples asked Jesus, uh, could you teach us to pray like John's disciples pray? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now, think of that question. Uh, where is that question coming from? Well, they're seeing John's disciples doing something that they're not doing. And so they're, they're feeling like they need to know more. There's something more that they want or desire, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, well, those guys go and pray. Um, shouldn't, in other words, shouldn't we be doing that? Shouldn't we do that too? Yeah. Um, and it seems like, from what we can see, that they're having things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, could we, could we have that happen too? Now, of course, Jesus says, uh, <laughs> you're telling me you don't have things happen. <laughs> uh, it's happening. Are you paying attention? It's, hap- it's happening all the time, you know? So, uh, you know, why would you say that? But, uh, so he said, okay, let me, let me tell you something about that. Um, now, by the way, they didn't practice this until Jesus left. Mm-hmm. And that's why he goes in John 16. He says, up till now, you haven't used that prayer at all. Right. Because you haven't had to. Now I'm going to show you what that means. But there's coming so, a time. Right. So that uh, think of when, we, when you read through this prayer and then we start talking about it, it's in the context of um, keep thinking you're in relationship with me like the disciples were. And this prayer is really more of the uh, elements of what we're going to dialogue about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so go ahead and read it. Luke 11, right. one, 1 through 13. Okay. It says, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, okay, so he says, um, uh, well, here, let me explain it. Um, and he starts out with, uh, you pray to who? Our Father in heaven. Our Father, um, hallowed be their name. Okay, so mm -hmm. he starts out right up front. And you're talking to who? To dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abba. Abba, dad. It's, it's personal. Mm -hmm. It's uh, intimacy. It's family mm -hmm. headed by dad who can, who can not only explain wisdom, but make things happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why he adds that little phrase, hallowed be thy name. Mm -hmm. um, in uh, scripture, uh, particularly in the Jewish tradition, uh, when somebody uh, says, uh, you know, in my name, uh, it's all of the characteristics and the, and the elements of what that name represents. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's not just, and that's why when you look at the Old Testament, you look at, you know, the New Testament, um, it doesn't even describe the name of God in a single thing like Elohim or, mm. or Jehovah. Right. Uh, it's, there's something like almost 90 different ways that the name of God is represented. Right, the different attributes. Uh, and yeah. these are different attributes. And he says, so hallowed be thy name, all that you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, when, Jesus, when Moses said... You know, uh, God, God said, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to le let my people go. Uh, who should I say send me? <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> uh, and see, so he said, tell him I am sent you. And mm -hmm. the I am, and this is why he says, hallowed be thy name, is the I am is I can handle, deliver, mm -hmm. and, and be part of everything for everybody at any time. There's nothing that I can't fulfill. Mm. Why? It's the all-inclusive. That's my name. <laughs> my name is the I am. I can, I can do mm -hmm. this. You know? And of course, Jesus uh, reiterated that. And they were arguing with them about, you know, who are you? And, and uh, I'm mm -hmm. God. And before Abraham was, I, I, I uh, was. And, you know, well, who's that? Uh, well, I am. Uh, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, I'm the, I am also the I am. The Father, mm -hmm. Son, and Holy Spirit are one, see? So that uh, you're talking to Dad. Uh, it's personal. Mm -hmm. But the personal is to the uh, powerful, 
omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God of the universe that created everything, mm-hmm. you know, from nothing. Uh, and he, his power is superior to anything that you got because we live in the natural and the world, and he's created it all by the supernatural, uh, by, out of his own nature. Uh, so it's, it's not just, uh, and that's why people got to be careful here that we, because we, we talk about God being my friend, uh, yes, Mm-hmm. But a friend is just somebody that I talk to and they talk to me and they don't really change my life per se. Uh, you're talking to the God of the universe that has the ability to make change and do things and, and both deliver and uh, overcome uh, the tribulation. But it's personal. So that yeah. I love even as you talk about that, I'm struck by that. I think sometimes um in prayer, especially when we get into this this dry wish list kind of prayer, we forget who we're talking to. Yeah, like like the awe of God is forgotten or missed. And I love just in this simple statement, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name." What you're saying, you are the I Am. Right. You are over all of this, and remembering in our prayers, this is who we have the privilege to talk to. It's not just I'm going to sit down and roll some things off my tongue and check a box, but I get to, like they had to go to a temple and go through priest in the Old Testament, I mean, all these different things. We He tabernacles in us. Yes. And so we get the privilege of the God who created everything and can speak something with one single word and change things. That's the privilege of who we get to talk to. That's hallowed be your name. That's it. Yep. You're talking to both a personal dad and the God of the universe that uh, can all make things happen. He said, I want you to- And it's like, do you know who my dad is? My dad trumps your dad anytime. (laughs) (laughs) So as we, uh, you know, as we consider this, uh, then, uh, you know, let's uh, keep going with this. But you're talking to dad. You're talking to powerful dad, all-encompassing dad, and uh, trust it. Uh, that it, it is real as true. So we'll, we will pick this up again uh, tomorrow and go further into this uh, beautiful prayer. Great. That sounds great. Thanks so much for sharing, Rich, and thank you for joining us, everyone. As always, if you're enjoying these podcasts, be a friend and tell a friend. There is so much material out here now. I can't believe we've been going as long as we've been going, and there's a lot of great material out there and a lot of new courses online as well. Um, so be sure to check out afjministry.com and send out send your questions to questions at afjministry.com. Yep. Have a great day. Great. We'll see you later. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. Truth brings peace in this world of chaos.